The Subscription Box Show, episode 164. There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to The Subscription Box Show where you'll hear high-quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one-on-one with business professionals or deep-diving into thought-provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Make sure to tune in two days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. Welcome here, everyone, wherever you might be located, and thanks for listening. Today is our weekly solo show of the week where we focus on a specific topic that I'm seeing around the subscription box industry. And thanks to a number of you and your recommendations in the Subscription Box Show Facebook group, this episode and many future episodes come from your ideas and topic suggestions for me to cover on these Focus Friday episodes. So for this one, big thanks to Tammy from clovepink.ca for her suggestion for this one, the specifics on approaching vendors. So I can't wait to get into this episode, but first, if you're new to the show, I'd like to ask you to please rate and review the show on iTunes. Fresh reviews along with ratings helps the show get noticed tremendously. It still is the very best way to get the show to grow. And of course, it goes without saying, but if you haven't already, make sure to click on the follow or subscribe button on the podcast player you're currently listening on, as downloads are still the best measured metric when it comes to podcast growth. I'd also love to know what you think about the show, and I'd like more suggestions just like Tammy's. So if you'd like to connect with me and our community, make sure to join our private group on Facebook, the Subscription Box Show Facebook group. There you can post all of your questions, feedback, and comments, suggestions, and when you do, you could win. In the group, we reward the top contributors with a special chance to appear on this show. I will mention the top 10 most engaged members of the group and their subscription boxes throughout the month. So for this one, we recognize Saida Farrell, owner at the Marshmallow of the Month Club. The Marshmallow of the Month Club marshmallows are made with all natural ingredients and colors to infuse flavor and brighten each batch. Treat yourself with their egg-free and corn syrup-free marshmallows. Their guilt-free confections are perfect for an hour of me time. For more on Saida and her subscription, simply head over to edibleopus.com or simply go click on the link in the show notes. So if you'd like to have your business mentioned on this podcast, it's super easy, guys. Simply join the Facebook group, engage, and add value. Hey everyone, if you're a subscription box business ready to grow and scale, listen up. Right now, I am super excited to announce for the third time, Liam Brennan's industry famous subscription box experts academy is officially open. Yes, it reopened on June 23rd and is filling up fast. There are only a few limited spots remaining, so act quickly. If you're an existing business tired of stagnant or non-existing growth and you're finally ready to stop wasting money and time and guesswork, then this course might just be for you. To apply, you can click my unique link 
in the show notes, or you can also visit the subscriptionboxshow.com and click the Subscription Academy link in the menu. You can also email or DM me for more information. Feel free to ask any questions about it. I've been through the course and it was a game changer. Again, Subscription Box Experts Academy is officially open and is for a limited time, but spots are filling up fast. So make sure to visit my website and the link there or the one in the show notes for more information. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's Focus Friday, the specifics on approaching vendors. Welcome here, everyone, and thanks for listening. Reaching out to vendors, something a lot of us who've been around for a little bit might actually take for granted. For one, if you have a lot of subscribers, you know it's easier to reach out to people. You always have MOQ leverage in your back pocket. But if you're new, this could actually be a little bit intimidating. It can also be very frustrating. Why won't they reply? Why won't they take my money? Although their reasons might vary and maybe viable ones, they don't help you and your box. So today, I want to tackle some pretty specific areas when it comes to reaching out to suppliers, vendors, and manufacturers. Small or big, these tactics should help you. Tammy asked for me to cover, one, which medium of communication to use, two, how to start the conversation, three, negotiation tactics, four, how to help them, which is the vendors, see the marketing value in being part of your box, and number five, finally, my final thoughts on this whole subject. So first up, which medium to use? So I'll tell you my preferred method, but before I do so, you should first look at your niche and the type of products going into your box. For example, if you only buy from small mom and pop shops, that method might be different than one reaching out to a massive international manufacturer. So with that in mind, my preferred method is still email. It stands the test of time. It's trusted and professional. It's also easy to track all of your vendors all in one place. Instead of having one vendor communicate on Instagram, another on Facebook Messenger, another one on LinkedIn, etc. So if possible, I always suggest streamlining all vendor communications through email. Those are the pros of the email. The cons, however, are that open rates can be slim. You can end up in their spam folder. And if you have an unprofessional looking email like a Gmail or Hotmail, they may or may not take you seriously. So if you can, have a tammy at clovepink.ca email rather than a tammyclovepink at gmail.com. Make sense? When we started, for example, we used our incorporated name with a Gmail account. It was musicfamilycompany at gmail.com. While seemingly nothing wrong with that, our open rates, and I'm using air quotations here, or reply rates skyrocketed after we changed our email to reflect our actual business and website eric at louisandlea.com. Now, while email to me is still the very best way or maybe my preferred way, I know my wife, Christine, has to communicate via DMs and videos all the time because that is how the vendors she contacts prefer to do business. You just have to really be on top of the various lines of communication. Otherwise, it can be difficult to manage. And by DMs and videos, of course, I mean through all the various social and seller sites like like Instagram, Facebook, Etsy, and Pinterest. What do I mean by video? Well, record yourself talking directly to that maker or vendor with specificity. This works especially well if you've been trying to get a hold of a vendor and so far have had no luck or no response. A quick personalized video can do wonders to get you noticed. I'll have more on that in the next section. So keep that in mind. In the end, you might like a method of communication more than others, but it will ultimately come down to how your targeted vendors like to do business. But the good news is that as your purchasing power grows, you'll be able to have much more say on which method of communication you would like to use. Another thing to keep in mind is when I say email, I also mean that contact us link on vendor websites if they have a wholesale button or whatnot. 
So for question number one, the best method of communication for me in an overall way is still email, but keep DMs and videos close by because you might need those as well. All right, Tammy's question number two is how to start the conversation. And this has actually two main points. Number one, we're going to talk about your subject line. And number two, the length of your initial reach out email. This is where you get noticed or deleted. (laughs) This is where you get put in the right folder in the inbox or you get put to the spam folder. You want to grab the gatekeeper's attention as soon as possible. And when you finally get it, you want them to actually reply to you. There are a few ways to get the attention of your ideal vendor, like having their name and adding an emoji in the subject line. Those are little tricks. That is, of course, if you know the name of someone that works there. A good hack when you're trying to find the actual name of someone at a company, by the way, is to search the company name on LinkedIn. You're going to get tons of leads of certain people that work there, and then you can use that in an email. Another pro tip is if their email isn't listed in LinkedIn, for example, or anywhere for that matter, try to use their first name at the company they work for. So for example, if you searched for company X on LinkedIn and found that Peter Parker was in charge of partnerships and wholesale, I would try emailing Peter at companyx.com. Usually it's their name at the company as an email. And sometimes you can even really get desperate and try like Peter.Parker or Peter Parker at that company name. So try those quick tips for sure. All right, so those are nice ways to personalize your reach out. But my tried and tested method is still the old bulk order inquiry method. It is exactly as it sounds. I write in my subject line, bulk order inquiry. Before I would try to put other clever things like interested in some products or whatever, but what I found to work the best was bulk order inquiry. It's straight to the point, it grabs their attention and it gets them to at least open up the email. Why wouldn't they? It eliminates the guesswork for them bulk order inquiry. So now that they've opened up the email, you want to keep that second part, their email short and sweet. The last thing these busy companies need is your life story. What's the old saying again? Don't bore us, get to the chorus. Yes, get to the point as soon as possible. All you need is a few things and then let them see more of you if they want by having a website link for them to check out, which many of them don't, by the way, because they don't have time. If your email is good enough, that's all they need. So this is exactly what you'll want to put in your short email. Ready? And I will get to that right after we thank today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored in part by Subta, your subscription trade association. Hey everyone, as a proud member at Subta and as a bootstrap subscription box entrepreneur, I know how hard it is to build and grow a solid subscription box business. There are more and more resources out there today when it comes to e-commerce, but how many are dedicated specifically and trusted resources to the subscription industry? I want to quickly point your attention to subta.com. I know the value of good, reliable resources and how proven methods from industry experts can absolutely help our businesses get to the next level. That's why I want to talk to you about Subta and how you can take advantage of your free membership. Yes, I did say free, but it doesn't end there. They also offer you even more amazing value with their $9 monthly and $99 annual premium membership plans. First of all, there are a few things you should know when it comes to what Subta actually is. What is this subscription trade association? In a nutshell, Subta was created to help subscription brands like yours and mine grow in your knowledge and build up your network. Subta has amazing content through video, articles, demos, live and virtual events, and exclusive subscription content to help businesses like yours launch and scale. So come and join me and the world's largest community of subscription innovators. Make sure to join today to their free or paid plans at subta.com. 
SUPTA, strengthening the subscription industry. All right, welcome back, everyone. Your email. So going back to what I was saying right before the break, this is what you'll want in that short and sweet email. Ready? Number one, quick intro, very quick and courteous. For example, hi, Jim. My name is Eric, owner of Louie and Leia. You don't have to say much else there in that beginning. Then you want to say something very specific that caught your attention about their company or product. Be specific here. It shows you didn't mass email 100 companies, but you picked them specifically. Mention the exact product you like and why it would be a good fit for your company. Third thing, the MOQ you're looking to get. This sets their mind at ease because many of these suppliers still connect subscription box owners with people trying to get free stuff. This is true. They still think that you're looking to get some free stuff from them. So ask them here for a wholesale list, segmented if they have one, along with their MOQs. Get straight to the point. Next up, give them a timeline. When would you need this product? It creates a real need and some urgency. And finally, thank them for their time. Something like, Thanks in advance for your time and consideration, Michael. Thanking them in advance leaves a subconscious loop open that they want to subconsciously close, or so they say. But either way, it's polite, and you want to build a good relationship with your vendors, soon to be partners, hopefully. So treat them like gold. Even if they say no, that may change down the road, so treat them good. So keep it short, professional, polite, to the point, and ask them for exactly what you're looking for. Be specific so they know you're not a spammer or mass emailer. And if this is through video, the same thing applies. A couple of key things to keep in mind on video. Number one rule, of course, is smile. Make sure you smile through the video. Smile throughout and be happy. Look excited. And number two, look at the camera the whole time. Don't let your eyes wander around. It looks weird and it's super unpro and awkward. (laughs) So number one, smile. And number two, stare at that little camera on your laptop. Next up, number three, negotiation tactics. This part will come up in the follow-up email. Once the initial communication has begun, the email rules remain the same. Be courteous, be to the point, and please only write one well-thought-out reply. Don't waste your time with two additional emails saying something like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this, or I forget to mention that, blah, blah, blah. Be respectful of your partner's time. There are a couple of rules when it comes to negotiation. One, in the beginning, you might not be able to actually negotiate. You don't have the leverage. But if they say, for example, their MOQ is starting at 100 units and you only need 50, you could actually buy the 100 units. You could always sell additional stock in your e-commerce shop, or you can use that additional stock as gifts for term subscription offers around sales later on. Another key negotiation skill is to be honest with them. And these are always done better on the phone, in person. Another key negotiation skill is to be honest with them and they're done better on phone or on Zoom. Obviously in person is best, but phone or Zoom right now is the second best option. I often also simply tell them that this is the most we can spend on an item. So say it was $5 that you want to spend. You might be eyeing an item that was $7, but you tell me you need it to be at $5. Option one could be to find another $3 product if they say no and get that $7 product that you really want. Option two could be to ask them, hey, what products then do you have that are in that price range that could work for us and our box? After all, they know their products best. Just keep the conversation professional. More often than not, they'll come back to you with with a few suggestions and ideas that could fit your price range and your box. Other negotiation tactics are to ask them if they offer net 30 or 60 terms. Usually, you won't qualify for this one until at least one transaction has been completed, but that is a good way to keep some cash flow in your business. We also have written up our own contract terms. This is something you can bring up for both big and small vendors. The only thing I would add to this one is be flexible. If they don't agree with it, whatever your contract terms are, be flexible and try to negotiate that way. 
And the last one, which is how can you help the vendors see value in being part of your box? And really, this one sort of ties into the whole negotiation tactics because sometimes they will budge and help you make your price point if you're able to properly communicate the value you're bringing to the table. And I'm going to say that one again because it's a huge one. This one actually sort of ties into negotiation tactics because sometimes letting them see the value of being part of your box can help them budge the price and help you make your price point if you're able to properly communicate the value you're bringing to the table. These obviously vary as everyone's box is so different, but they can include, number one, cross-promotion. You will be posting and emailing about the products in your box to your audience and to your members. Discounts. A great way to pique their interest is to ask them for a store-wide discount. Yeah, you heard right. It's a win-win-win though, and ask them for at least two to three months worth of that discount to stay alive. A real-life example might be, hey, Michael, I ask all of my small business makers to offer up whatever percentage discount they feel comfortable offering for three months. This is going to be a win for you, Michael, because you're going to probably receive additional business from our members. It's a win for us because we add value to our members. And it's a win for the members because they get to discover more companies. So show them the win, win, win. Let them know you're introducing and getting their products to their ideal customers. This cannot be understated. You're literally a free additional marketing arm for their products because you're paying for them and now it's getting in front of new customers for them. Product card write-ups. You have professional-looking cards showcasing their products. Let them know other amazing companies like theirs have been part of your box, so they're not the first ones. No one wants to be the first, right? QR code friendly. If you offer this, they see this as a direct link from customer to store. Pass boxes. If you offer pass boxes, great. They will let your vendors know they will be getting into people's hands long after their month of July box or whatever has passed. Network, you can let them know that if you ever find another box that would be a good fit, that you'd be happy to introduce the two. And finally, maybe the biggest one, let them know that you're a growing company and that hopefully this is just the beginning of your partnership that later on when you're, as you're growing, you might just buy from them again, but this time with bigger MOQs. All right, so here are my final thoughts on this whole subject. You want to first off know who you're serving so you know exactly what to serve them. Let me say that again. You want to first off know who you're serving so you know exactly what to serve them and have fun with this and believe in what you're selling. People can tell when you believe in your own business. It's not a matter of fake it till you make it. That's lame and they can see right through that. But be honest, be humble, let them know you're new, but that you know the value you can add to them if they're selected, if they're selected to be part of your box. So be confident, but not cocky. Be excited, but not careless. And that should come out in your email, DMs or videos. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Focus Friday. Reaching out to potential vendors and suppliers is key. It's a massive part of your business. And I hope you learned what you need to propel your business forward. And if you have a great idea like Tammy did for a Focus Friday, or would like to hear from a specific amazing subscription box on this show, let me know whichever way is easiest for you. You can either DM or email me or simply mention your idea in the Facebook group. But of course, if I have to say, I prefer email or Facebook group. And if I choose your Focus Friday or subscription box idea, you'll be automatically entered to be mentioned with your box on this podcast. So thanks again to Tammy and her box, Clove Pink, for this episode's idea. Tammy is a proud member of the Subscription Box Show Facebook group. And big thanks to the proud sponsors of this episode, Subta. Make sure to take advantage of the premium free resources available at subta.com. And when you do, you're also helping out this show. So join today and tell them Eric and the Subscription Box Show sent you. All links, of course, are all available in the show notes. And finally, make sure to tune in on Tuesday for a brand new episode 
Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Eric Music, And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams. That's all for this episode of the Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to the thesubscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of the Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still. 